crude laboratory in the basement of his home. And welcome to the CEO Rated Podcast with your host, John Maeta. If you like the podcast, please give us a review at Apple Podcasts and subscribe if you already haven't. Today, I wanted to talk a little bit about Amtrak, and it's going to be a little bit of a rant. Approximately half a dozen people died in an in a Amtrak crash on, I guess, the maiden voyage between Portland and Seattle. Crash over a bridge on route. Some of the passenger cars fell onto the highway. And apparently the root cause is that Amtrak didn't adhere to its safety inspection schedule. And so prayers to the families of those who passed away in this crash. Largely avoidable. This is what happens when you commingle government-owned entities with for-profit corporations. Amtrak is in part government-owned, operates as a for-profit, but in terms of the, the equity shares, it's not publicly traded, but in terms of the common shares, they essentially have uh, very little voting power. So for all intents and purposes, it's, it's operated as a government agency. It's really a government-owned and operated entity. And what does that mean? Well, that means lack of accountability. That means when, if, God forbid, you have a tragic event like this, people don't necessarily pay with their jobs. People don't necessarily get fired when people die. So if you have one of these government jobs, and this doesn't apply to everybody. I'm not not saying this as a blanket statement. What I am saying as a blanket statement is that generally speaking, the government and government employees, generally speaking, have less accountability than those of us who operate in for-profit corporations. Where you don't even necessarily have to do anything wrong. And you still may lose your job. If the company decides it's going to follow a different path, decides it needs to make cuts, senior management decided, oh, we effed up. We, we picked the wrong course of action. We chose the wrong strategy. Or we chose the right strategy and executed poorly. And uh, therefore, somebody else is going to pay. So we're going to cut 10% of headcount. Or investors have told us, look, we want you to get your margins up. Otherwise, you're just not going to get the valuation you're looking for. We're not going to buy more stock. Or we're probably going to sell the stock. So take action or deal with the status quo. And the company, the board, decide to cut heads. That's what happens. And you compare and contrast that to government-owned entities where there's little accountability, tons of job security. Remember I talked before about baseline budgeting, where the federal budget, regardless of what the politicians negotiate, automatically grows at about a 3% rate per year, every year, year over year. So when they talk about budget cuts, what they mean is a reduction in the rate of growth. I don't care what political party the politician may be from. When they say 
cuts, they mean a lesser growth rate. Even in 08 and 09, when you had an economic crunch, a financial crunch, banks weren't lending, companies that I was covering at the time, uh, public company and private company, uh, software companies that I used to cover, when they, when they were seeing 10% year-over-year revenue declines, 30% in some cases for consulting firms, um, the government continued to grow the budget or continued to grow the rate of spend, both actually. So they were operating as if, you know, revenues were coming in 20% higher back in 08 and 09 when we were at the economic trough. So they're separated from reality. Very few people are held accountable. And you wonder why you, know, you have Amtrak, Amtrak crashes left and right. And you may say, well, appoint somebody from the, you know, a, a, a private company, CEO, entrepreneur. Um, I forget which railroad company the current CEO is from. Uh, but he's, he's leaving at the end of the year. He announced that a couple of days on the 14th, uh, the, the, the incoming CEO on Jan 1 comes from is the current CEO of Delta. So it's not a function of the person in the CEO slot at Amtrak. It's the function of the structure. The corporate structure, which drives the culture. You need to separate it from the government. Let it operate as a private-owned entity. Let it survive on its own. They'll hire the best people. They'll pay well for those jobs. Those people won't want to lose their jobs. As a result, they will make sure that the company adheres to the safety standards. They'll make sure that, hey, are these safety standards rigorous enough? Let's not just do the minimum that the government mandates, but let's make sure that we as operators are doing what's necessary to keep the, you know, the, the, the line safe at a minimum, right? That's the basic minimum that would happen if it were fully privatized. Probably see prices go up, but you'd probably get a better experience as well. Oh, the food cart, you think it's overpriced now? Maybe we'll charge an extra 15% for it, but we're actually going to give you real food in the dining cart on the Accela between New York and Boston, between New York and D.C. Oh, it's cold and stuffy in here. We're actually going to have the, the HVAC system work. It's going to cost some money. We'll probably pass some of that cost on to customers, but it actually will work because we know if you don't like it, you'll vote with your feet and you'll do something else. Because we're now privately owned, this is me speaking hypothetically, we'll operate in such a way that we're going to try to take share from the Delta shuttle between New York and Boston. We want people to skip the airline and to travel on the train, and therefore we have to improve the experience and give more value per dollar. They're not thinking that way now. Nobody's getting rewarded for outstanding execution because it's government-owned and operated. Behavior's capped, compensation's capped, nobody's accountable, nobody's rewarded. Same for local lines. The MBTA, where I grew up in Boston, bleeds money every year. Not tons of money, but it doesn't operate in the black. Boston had the worst snowstorm ever. I forget what year I was down in Texas at the time. I want to say uh, 2012, 2013, maybe it was 14. I can't remember. Anyway, record snowfall, 100-year record level snowfall. 
in the budget, I think, for the total MBTA for snow removal uh, was two hundred grand, and that may have been a twenty-four month budget. Two hundred grand. And the tracks, if you're not familiar with them, I, I forget the number of you know the, the the track miles, but runs into the city and touches I don't know how many suburbs outside of Boston, no, north of Boston, to the east of the city, south of the city, to the west of the city, uh, north and west of the. the where most of the, the track line branches run. But they're multiple miles. And they're very busy. It's a, it's a common, it's uh, not quite as many miles as, as New York City, but it, it's a common method of, of transportation in, in Boston, the, the public transit system. Make that private. So instead of charging whatever the heck a, a, a train ride costs now, I'm not sure, a couple bucks, maybe the price goes to three, four, five dollars a ride. But now maybe you actually have AC in the, in the summer and heat in the winter. Maybe it runs on time. Maybe now it operates uh, underground as opposed to being exposed to the elements not running at all for days. So look, it, it's not a, privatizing isn't necessarily a cure-all for everything. But I can promise you, if you make these quasi-government-owned uh, uh, quasi and operated entities make them fully privately owned get the government entirely out of the business other than collecting its its tax performance execution customer experience i can promise you will improve across the board for these various government owned entities why because people will be held accountable you're not going to get a culture of accountability in a government-owned operated entity. Just not going to happen. See you all next time.